Hello, and welcome to the Treasury Talks podcast from Treasury Today Asia. I'm James Hayward, Associate Editor at Treasury Today. This episode of Treasury Talks was created in partnership with the ACTS to offer a platform where different Singaporean corporate voices can share their stories. In this first episode, we are joined by Sonia Clifton-Bly of Johnson & Johnson. Changes in market and market behaviour are actually event-driven rather than as a result of the fundamentals. So this is not something that I think we've been prepared to plan for. Ginny Go from SMRT. A treasury professional should always look forward to how we can stay ahead of the curve, be resourceful, be nimble to rise to the new challenges that will come. And Seng T of Azuzu Motors. The corporate treasures inputs and OPNs are much more valued than I would say before the Lehman crisis era. All three of them share their thoughts on the evolution of the role of the treasurer and the issues currently affecting them. First up, we asked our guests what skills they think a modern treasury professional needs. Sonia Clifton Bly. Firstly, importantly, is our technical proficiency. I mean, that really underpins any treasury professional's ability to be able to deliver superior treasury services. And it's important also to have a knowledge base in risk management strategies, financial techniques and products, liquidity management approaches and structures, as well as being fairly proficient in financial analyses. Seng T from Mizuzu. Soft skills or characteristics of a treasury professional, I would say, first of all, you need to be uh, analytical. You have to be good with numbers. You have to be able to play around with ideas and be open and flexible to new instruments, new strategies, and uh, be adaptable to trends that uh, pretty much evolve every day. Ginny Go from SMRT. A modern treasury professional need to be good communicators. Because, you know, internally, we need to communicate with our business units effectively, understand their business, and have a regular dialogue on their requirements, risks, and growth plans. And only with this dialogue can corporate treasury ensure that its role remains relevant to the company. It does not matter, you know, if you are the most technically skilled treasurer, but you are unable to apply the tools rightly for the business. But here at Treasury Today, we were wondering just how different this situation is from a decade ago, and what has brought around these changes? Well, I'd say 10 years ago, the role of treasurer is probably much more operational in nature. And I'd say that the treasurer worked a lot in the background too, you know, ensuring that the bills were paid and the collections were banked and the operations were funded and anything that was left over as surplus was invested securely. Now the treasury function has taken on a more strategic role as a partner to the business. And some part of this would have been a consequence of the global financial crisis, which really required Treasury professionals to apply their skills and knowledge to proactively assess and address risk across the breadth of the business, as opposed to simply responding to the outcome of business transactions. Ginny Go. I don't think the essential skills have changed, um, although the last few years have been eventful for Treasury, so we had to react to a number of regulatory changes and volatile macro environment and markets. And with such caution on the stability of the world market, the core function of Treasury, you know, liquidity, cash flow, 
has actually become even more important. And it probably would have led to treasury policies that place more emphasis on internal controls. And we all know that the direction today now is towards automation to centralize, consolidate treasury operations. A number of treasurers that I speak to are looking to implement a treasury management system if they do not already have one. And in my company, we recently implemented a TMS and embarked on an online FX trading platform. So as a department, we have started on a journey to use technology to improve our workflow and ease the transactional processing. In the past, Treasury wasn't the key department in a corporation. These days, you can hear a lot of uh, my peers, like corporate treasurers, being involved in C-suite discussions. So the CFOs and the CEOs would be happy to listen and hear what their group treasurer or their corporate treasury managers have to say. Whether it's for strategic overview, implementation, or pure simple execution of a capital injection into some countries, the corporate treasurer's inputs and opinions are much more valued than, I would say, before the uh, Lehman crisis era. With many of these changes being driven by the 2008 financial crisis, there is always the question of whether this evolution will continue. Sonia thinks it will, and speculates on what corporate treasury professionals might look like in the next five to ten years. We have become effective business partners, but we're moving towards that value creation stage where we really deliver the strategies that extend beyond simply preserving the balance sheet to optimising it, for example, or to establishing absolutely the most effective capital structure for all businesses. SMRT's Jenny Go. I believe the evolution will continue. I don't think it will change in a big way. We still need to manage the cash, the liquidity, funding, and we still need to mitigate financial risk. So the question is, how do we do it better? So with increased investment in treasury technology and more emphasis on data analytics, you know, how do we aggregate the data? More IT dependency means more IT risk. How can we mitigate cyber risk and fraud? And with increasing process efficiency via automation, how do we ensure strong, robust internal controls and mitigate operational risk? Well, um, I don't have a crystal ball and we cannot control and you know, really foresee the external environment. So I feel that you know, a treasury professional should always look forward to how we can stay ahead of the curve, be resourceful, be nimble to rise to the new challenges that will come. All three agree some of the larger challenges are likely to be cyber attacks or regulation. So I would say the next wave of challenge would be definitely one, technological. We can see that a lot of fintechs, uh, disruptive technologies would come into place. Banks will definitely want to be part of that push and they'll definitely come up with new ideas, new technologies that corporate treasurers have to come at peace with. We need to manage ourselves so that we can pretty much harness all this technological improvement into our skill sets. Sonia Clifton-Bly from Johnson & Johnson. On the point of regulations, we must acknowledge that they are also a broad-reaching impact, whether it be regulators in our industry or the financial regulators that we must comply with. We know regulations are here to stay and they are being introduced at an exponential rate. Addressing the impact on operations requires agility and innovative behaviours. This is especially important in businesses that have centralised treasuries and standard sets of operating procedures. The ability 
to be agile will come from knowledge of the business, its operations and its processes, so that you can modify processes to respond to any regulatory requirements. A recent example, of course, is the capital controls in China that I think took many of us by surprise, but we still needed to conduct business. We still need to be able to send funds abroad. So how do we do that within the confines of the regulation? Azizi's Sang Ti. Not only the political winds will change, as we have witnessed with uh, President Trump and his uh, rhetorics about protectionism and uh, trade protection and stuff, there would be much more scrutiny on regulations per se. So cross-border might not be as easy as before, and economists will put up a lot more stringent requirements before we can actually bring funds out or bring funds in. That we have actually witnessed in recent months, for example, like in Malaysia, when the central bank actually imposed a regulation on FX just overnight. So these are the things that corporate treasurers have to learn to be able to adapt fast enough. I think another challenge will come from data. We have access to great volumes of data. That data stems from within the business, from our own transactions in Treasury, from banks, from accounting systems, from ERP, as well as publicly available competitor data. So filtering what is relevant and converting that data into meaningful information is the challenge. And volatility is a further challenge, I think, because what we're seeing now is that changes in market and market behaviour are actually event-driven rather than as a result of the fundamentals. So this is not something that I think we've been prepared to plan for. Finally, we wondered what Treasury professionals could do to make sure they have a sufficient skill set for these new challenges and also to ensure they can be a true strategic partner to the business. There is no one-size-fits-all solution. I feel the question is what more can we or do we want to achieve as a Treasury professional? So all of us have different aspirations in different stages of our careers and life. So I therefore feel that it is about finding a fit within the organisation and developing your own roadmap to add value to your firm. So if you feel that there is a technical gap, you know, you want to improve your technical toolbox, continuing education through formal certifications or courses might be necessary. If you want to value add to the business, you may need to spend more time to understand your operations and financials. And in my own experience, I think on-the-job training is very key. Now, we learn the technical concepts in school, but how do we apply them is what we learn on the job every day, whether is it from our bosses, our colleagues, our bankers, or our counterparts. Lastly, you know, outside of your daily work, joining a treasury community like the ACTS is useful, getting to know like-minded treasury professionals and learning from each other, staying connected within the profession and keeping abreast of the industry and market development helps. I think that driving innovation is actually a skill set or part of the role of the treasurer and we need to be able to apply innovative ways. But of course, innovation doesn't necessarily come naturally and so we need to be able to develop those innovative behaviours, understanding that in fact creative thinking and innovation is not limited to just technology but can also come from or be related to business models, networks, structures processes or even products and with that I think that the treasurers have a lot more that they can influence to be able to be that much more creative. 
Now, one of the ways of developing innovative behaviours is really just the way that we think about things. I think, for example, that we tend to be reductive. An idea comes up and we quickly dismiss it, and normally that dismissal is based on the fact that we've seen that before, we have some sort of experience, but we really need to switch to something called expansive thinking, which is more like you know the thinking out of the box, keeping an open mind, or allowing that idea to nurture a bit more before we decide that we dismiss it. And staying curious, being able to see the possibilities, being able to derive information from the business, to really also envision a better future. I would say, apart from trying to become a political scientist uh, <laughs> and a new, <laughs> a new fintech uh, startup, corporate treasures have to remain pretty much uh, very open and flexible to new ideas. And they have to adapt fast enough to the uh, ever-changing uh, landscapes. And especially so when the political headwinds are evolving and uh, we can see a lot of changes in terms of regulatory landscapes and also the way technology has pretty much changed the way banks, clients, and the whole financial markets are interacting with one another. Probably, corporate treasurers might need to start learning about some kind of programming <laughs> in order to better understand what is at stake, what fintechs are bringing to the table. And probably, corporate treasurers have to understand a little bit more on politics as well. Not only just uh, being a finance trained, literal with uh, accounting practices, and uh, in line with treasury markets, but we also need to be uh, able to anticipate what are the potential political changes that are to come. Thanks to all three of our guests, Sonia Clifton Bly of Johnson & Johnson, Ginny Go from SMRT, and Seng T of Azuzu Motors. Thanks also to our partner for this episode, the ACTS. You can hear more of our podcasts and read in-depth articles about the issues we've spoken about on our website, treasurytodayasia.com. I'm James Hayward, and this has been Treasury Talks.